You're listening to Holistic Business Matters with Helen Harding, the show for complementary practitioners, therapists and coaches wanting to run their business in their way. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of Holistic Business Matters. I'm Helen Harding and this week on the show we're looking at how you can use Instagram to find clients for your holistic business. Now I'm not a social media expert so what I've done today is I've asked Helen Perry to join me who is amazing on Instagram and her knowledge of Instagram and how to make it work in a really great and authentic way is one of the best I've come across. So I'm going to just let you listen in on our conversation and you're going to just get loads of tips. So have a notepad ready because you're going to need it. So today on the podcast, I'm joined by another Helen, Helen Perry, who is a social media marketing expert and an expert in building communities and especially around Instagram. So welcome to the show, Helen. Oh, thank you for having me. I do find that all the best people are called Helen, don't you? Absolutely. You can never have too many Helens in your life. Never impossible to have a podcast with too many Helens on. Just not possible. Well, I'm not sure my husband would agree, but hey, <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> so shall we start by you just doing a quick introduction to yourself? Yeah, sure. So you asked me before we pressed record on this, like, what do you call yourself, Helen? And there might have been a a while, a little, uh, a few months ago, I say, where I just said I'm an Instagram specialist, but I've been thinking about how I describe myself. And it's kind of a bit more than that. I help people with their social media marketing. And I am especially experienced when it comes to Instagram and emails. But a lot of what I do actually is talking to people about, being confident about communicating really well about identifying the people that you really want to talk to and forgetting about the people that you don't need to talk to because they are quite rightly not interested in what we do but that can be a really hard thing to accept so I work with own boss businesses generally women who are starting something in sort of like a second career coming back to work after they've had kids small businesses beautiful businesses (laughs) so actually that's really fitting because a lot of my audience would fall into those Mm. kind of categories because most of my clients are women and they are second careers building Mm. practitioner businesses and working as complementary alternative healthcare those sorts of areas there are a lot of us out there aren't there let's face it Absolutely. As well, life would be boring if you did the same thing from leaving school. Yeah. So what was it that first attracted you to Instagram? Um, I think it's always been the social media platform that I felt most at home with. I think all of us would probably be able to identify that, whether, you know, whether it's Facebook. I, I never really felt totally at home on Facebook. I spent quite a lot of time there, but I never really felt like I knew what to post and share. Twitter. Well, it's a scary. It's too, that's just it's too much for me. Twitter again. If there's a big news story, I love to go on there and read what everybody's writing and laugh. All the funny people seem to live on Twitter, as well as all the slightly scary people. But again, I never felt like I knew what to share there. And as soon as I got onto Instagram, sort of 2012 or 2013. 
I felt at home. I like taking photos. I like sharing photos, which is what it was all about back in the day. And I just love the content that other people were sharing there as well. So it's my it's my happy platform. Okay, so would you recommend that to people then is to find their platform that's their like happy place? I mean, I think so. I think it's a really good place to start. Where do you feel most comfortable and where do you think your people hang out? Like where is where are you most likely to find them? Where are you already engaging in conversation with the kind of people that you work with or that you would like to work with or your fellow practitioners? Where do you think that you can really connect with them best? Because we cannot do all the platforms. We can't. No. We're one person. We have to really, I would recommend choose one, certainly in the first instance, when you're going to try and start to grow your following, find your voice, learn how to message really well. Um yeah, just pick one and pick the one mm. that you feel most comfortable with. Don't pick the one that you think that you ought to be on or somebody's told you. People are full of good advice that somebody's told yeah. you you ought to be on. Start with one, learn how to do that well, and then maybe you can add in other things later. And I suppose if you do do one, I mean, like you, I can't, I don't get Twitter. It, it does my head in a bit, but I use it as a place where I can just share things out. So mm. I don't see it as a main platform, but I just share like the podcast episodes and stuff like that. So you can use the other ones, but I suppose yeah. it's just understand and get used to using one properly, isn't it? Yeah. And do you know what is it? If you want your marketing to work, it's time consuming. Yeah. Creating really decent content that has the sort of results that you are hoping for is going to take you some time. That's the truth. So pick where you're spending that time wisely. And you can't you can't I don't think as an individual, you can create great content across five different social media platforms week in, week out there's going to be a compromise there. You're going to be either sharing the same thing across each platform, which isn't great because all the platforms are different and they have a different tone of voice and different kind of things that will work better there. You know, if you share an Instagram reel on Facebook or definitely on Twitter, it's going to jar. <laughs> it's not going to work. People are like, what's she doing dancing on my Twitter? You know, it's so it's just pick the one that you would like to make work the most, the one that you think you're going to get the best results from for your business and go with that for a while give it a year okay so you recommend starting at a year to to get going oh man it's all a long game Helen all of you know I've been doing my current Instagram account which is my business Instagram account this is uh, I am just coming up to the fourth year anniversary and for the first two years I just didn't know what I was doing I was all over the place it takes a long time this stuff it's think about it in terms of being part of your work over a long period of time yeah. And I think that's the, the thing is, isn't it? When people start businesses, they assume they're going to go online and suddenly they're going to get all these clients flooding in. Uh, it doesn't happen, oh, does it? No, no. It re- oh, Helen, it really doesn't, unfortunately. Like if you've got even the kind of beginnings of an idea or you think you might want to do something in two, three, four years time, like get online now and start building an audience, start building a profile for your work, start getting your name out there, letting people get to know you because it takes time it's sad when somebody comes to me for help because they've created something fantastic Mm. they've got a great idea for a product and they're like right I'm ready now to put it on Instagram and it's like okay Okay. that's great but the Instagram is not going to give you the results you're looking for for quite a while and that is just a fact so how do you feel about 
because I've known practitioners get in their way around having to have everything perfect on Instagram because some people have these incredibly beautiful um, accounts that are just put together and curated in the most amazing way. And there's a lot of fear around actually putting your stuff on there if it's not beautiful. I mean, what do you think about the whole kind of Instagram and the branding? Um, I think it can be really an important part of what you do to have a visual brand there purely from uh, the perspective of people recognizing your work when they yeah. see it. They're recognizing one of your posts. They recognize a Helen post when they see it. And they'll, so they're engaging instantly with it. So it has a it serves a purpose to have a recognizable visual brand that is in line with the kind of things that your typical follower yeah. or customer might be into, like go and have a look at color schemes and aesthetics that they might like but massive but what will really work for you on Instagram is transferring your enthusiasm showing your passion showing your real self speaking openly and honestly creating like daring content that really speaks to the person that you want to get into a conversation with the most that is what will make your Instagram successful not the fact that it looks gorgeous it Mm. really Instagram is not the place to put your perfect stuff it's all gone in a day or two forgotten scroll down goodbye see you later if you've got something perfect like put it in a podcast write a book put it on the wall whatever it might be don't put it on Instagram Instagram is about getting stuff out there it being less than perfect getting it done moving on and doing the same again tomorrow so that you learn what your audience really wants to hear from you test stuff and we can't test anything if we're waiting for it to be perfect first that's true that's very true so I mean the the thing is is people like you say have these perfect grids but now they've introduced that they're really pushing reels aren't they at the moment which I've had to get totally out of my comfort zone on very recently well bloody well done for doing so like uh, so the thing with Instagram is that in our mind perhaps it is just about square photos that's what it was set up as somewhere where people could share beautiful photos over the course of the last few years as our phones have developed the capability to capture video we can edit video there as the platform has been able to host large amounts of video they have been encouraged by they I mean Facebook that owns Instagram has been encouraging all of us to get more and more involved in creating video content because it's just it's more engaging generally I know we kind of think we love photos like I love a photo of a flower I love a photo (laughs) of a sunset if you actually look at your own behavior when you're scrolling through Instagram, you'll find that your eye settles on something that moves or somebody who's talking. So they want us to share this video because it holds people attention on the platform for longer, which Facebook wants, because then it can show us more adverts and Mm. we're not going off to do Twitter instead or um, TikTok or whatever it might be that people are watching. Uh, But for our point of view, if we can create videos and we can hold people's attention on our content for longer, then that's a win-win. Yeah, yeah. And also, like you say, a lot of your work is about getting people's confidence up in order to do it. And video has never been my happy place. And I'm certainly never going to be somebody who lip syncs, who dances or does any of that stuff on video because it seriously is not me. But actually, I have been pleasantly surprised at how I've been received by just doing a few really simple videos. And 
do you know, it's really boosted my confidence as well. So I think oh. it is something that you have to just do, really. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm really, to do it. I'm really <laughs> pleased to hear that because I think that you can think about yourself as the person who would never be on video. Like, I can't do that. That's just not me. I'll never be comfortable. And then trust me 20 videos down the line you'll be like when's the next one I'm gonna make another one we can all get comfortable with this stuff I mean okay maybe we aren't all gonna get comfortable with dancing and lip syncing and that kind that's fine you can set your own boundaries around what you are and aren't gonna do but I mean just if you can get on social post a small video about your work about what you're doing at the moment about what you think about this subject or that subject it will do the job of about 100 photographs and bits of text in terms yeah. of allowing people to get to know you, get to trust you, understand your work. You will just get that message across so much more quickly and effectively if you can just talk to people just get onto your socials and talk to people about what you do so that they can understand it and then decide whether or not they want to buy into it. Yeah, and also I've been actually surprised how quickly you can do the videos if you need yeah. to. So they don't have to take that long. No, that's definitely another misconception that video content is some kind of time suck. It could be the quickest thing ever to just jump onto your Instagram stories and tell people what you want to say and then get on with whatever else you've got to do that day. You know, it really can be quick content. Yeah. And also, I think from a from a um, holistic practitioner point of view, actually, we have such deep relationships with clients in terms of them having to trust us and build rapport and all of that. Video by far is the best way of doing that. Think so, about what you're trying to achieve. You're yeah. trying to show people that you uh, that they can trust you with something big. If what you're trying to do is attract one-to-one clients, yeah. for example, you know, give people something to go on. You know, they're seeing a photograph of you or seeing a quote that you've shared. How does that help them decide whether or not you're the practitioner that they want to work with? You're asking people to take quite a leap of faith. So you're probably going to need to give them a bit more than just a few words and a nice photo, you really might have to show yourself in order to help people make that decision. If that's the purpose of your social media is to get people on board into your business, you've got to help them make that decision. You've got to allow them to decide whether or not you're the right person for them. And you won't always be the right person for them, but you might as well give them the chance to find out. Yeah, yeah. And I think... It is about relationships, isn't it? Marketing is just about building relationships at the end of the day. So I think you just have to get out of your own way and realise it's not about you. No, no. Much as that's the hard bit. <laughs> it's the really hard bit. But if you can, if you really can come to kind of feel that in your bones, this is not about me, it will, it will let you, it will unleash you, Helen, on the internet and allow you to start helping your ideal person. I always like the analogy of like if you ran a shop you would not dive behind the counter every time a customer walked in and go oh no don't look at me don't look at me this is too embarrassing you wouldn't you go how are you is there anything I can help you with what you know let me know if I can give you a hand you would you know you'd ask them how their day had been if you saw them pick something up and have a look at it you would you would you know tell them more about it you'd tell them where it was made or what the value of it is or how much it costs you wouldn't go and hide out the back hoping that they might decide to buy something and leave the money on the counter you would you would get in there and it's exactly the same with your social media marketing 
So if, if somebody was starting out on Instagram, I know, I mean, I'm a bit of a laggard when it's come to Instagram, I must admit. And Not if you're on Reels, Helen, I, you're a pro. I'm on them now, but very <laughs> um, But I know Instagram was one of the ones I was slower to pick up on, although I love all the, the playing and creating lovely artworks in Canva. I can happily spend hours doing that. The just getting my head around the difference between a story and a reel mm. and where they fit in it all together. I, I just kind of looked at and just went, Ugh, and and just sort of posted on the grid. So if you've got someone starting out on Instagram, where would you say the starting point was for them if they've not done any social particularly or they're not particularly active? Okay. What would they start on? Would they start on the grid? Or? That's a really good question, actually, Helen. I've never been asked it that way before. Uh, I would start by thinking you've got to fill up your main feed with something to start with. If you think of your main feed on your Instagram as like your website homepage, and if you get it right, it'll be way more powerful than your website homepage. But if you think of it as your website homepage, it's yeah. where it needs to be instantly obvious what you offer and to whom. And it's got to start to fill up with some cornerstone content, the stuff that really speaks to what you're there for. So it could be photos of you. It could be quotes. It could be some videos. It could be, um, uh, you know, pictures of your house, if that's what you're selling you know if you're if your interiors or yeah. if you it could be you sharing um quotes that are particularly meaningful to you in terms of how you practice whatever it might be I do think you need to start filling up that website homepage on Instagram with some okay. cornerstone content so that's your grid that's the squares that's your that's the squares the thing is now it's not it's not like it used to be your squares just used to be the kind of photos that you share to Instagram mm. but now it can include reels it can yeah. include live broadcasts it can include IGTV videos so all of that stuff will end up on your homepage your profile okay. page on Instagram so you've got to get that up there otherwise people would go and look up your account and think well what's this person about yeah once you've started to do that Instagram stories are such a great place to start sharing more about you to build connection with your existing followers no matter how few of them you've got if you can get onto Instagram stories and show them your messy behind the scenes that's where anything goes that's where the dog goes that's where <laughs> your walk goes in the morning that's where your holiday goes that's where a nice brand of tea that you've just bought because all of that stuff again when it's especially when we're selling ourselves and you're asking people to pick us all that stuff helps people build up a picture of what you're all about and it's a great place to start sharing videos and taking videos and maybe even talking to your people if you need to build up a bit of a bit of courage. So that's the personal that connection kind of yeah. getting to know the, the person behind the practitioner type stuff. And it's what we all want to know. We all we all want to know who's behind the business. Don't yeah. we? we love these. All nosy. It's, it's called <laughs> stories. Tell your story. That's what it is. OK. And they only last, don't they, for 24 hours or something? Yeah. So anything you post the stories will disappear after a day. So what have you got to lose? Yeah, true. And actually, I discovered that the, the highlights, which are the little round circles that you can keep stories yeah. in, I discovered those the other week. So uh, yeah. I've been adding to those. So they're, they're a really good function of having things that people can look back on that are personal to you as well. Again, if you think about that page as your homepage, you can 
put those little circles highlights up there and it can cover like different aspects of your work it allows people to look at the fact that you've got a podcast Helen all of those different things that you would want people to maybe know about what you do your different services what you know your hobbies whatever it might be you can create a little highlight for each of those things and again it just allows people to navigate around your profile page and learn a bit more about you so is do you think it's really important as well then because that you've only got a certain amount of information you can put in your profile haven't you and one of the things you can do is add one link yeah so do you because I've heard it both ways some people say just put one link to a product podcast course whatever it might be that you're selling yeah other people put a link just generally to their homepage on their website and some people use things like linktree which allows you to put several links onto that one link yeah so what what would you go for out of those options okay in order of preference three being the thing I would recommend doing the least and one being the one I would recommend doing the most number three the least effective way that you can use that one link is to have it linking to the front page of your website okay thumbs down (laughs) okay if you're kind of hoping is it Okay, where I'm coming from on this is that people, we are all lazy. If you put barriers up in my way in terms of wanting, if I want to know how to book one-on-one time with you, Helen, I want to go straight to that page. I don't want to go into your website and start digging around and trying to find the right page. So if the big thing that you want your Instagram to do is to be able to help you book more one-on-one sessions, have that link going straight through to that booking page. If what the number one job of your Instagram is on a given week is to get people to listen to your podcast, have that link going straight through to that episode of your podcast. If it's to get people onto your mailing list, have it going straight through to that mailing list. If it's to get people reading your most recent blog post, have it going straight through to the blog post. Take away all the potential barriers between the information you want people to have and them getting there because we all know what it's like if we open a link and it doesn't go to the right place and then somebody asks us what's for tea you've lost us we're gone (laughs) already and we're probably never Mm -hmm. going back so you've got to take down the barriers so that's why in order of preference website front page nobody's probably nobody's going to probably do anything as a result of of landing on that Linktree, I am not a fan of them, but I understand why people like them because it allows you to put several different links into the one link. Mm. I would say if you've got to use one, keep the number of links within the link tree to an absolute minimum. Because again, if I've got to spend time sitting, reading through it, finding out which which I, I want to go to this thing and it's taking me ages to find it, you're probably going to lose me. I probably can't be bothered. So if you're going to have a link tree, just have maybe two, maybe three links in it so that it's very, okay. very easy for me to find my way through to the right thing. I think what people do is they're so keen not to lose anybody in terms of, oh, they might, they might want to watch my uh, new YouTube video and they might want to do this and they might. So they put everything in there just Mm. to sort of cover all bases. You're much better, in my opinion, to keep changing that link, keep it working for you, directing people towards it on different days, different link, different things, you doing more of the hard work in terms of making that link work for you. So I will change the link in my profile two or three times a week and drive people towards it for different things. That's interesting. Hmm. Maybe I need to relook at my link tree then. 
Okay, just don't, don't, uh, yeah, I mean, even if you've a, a link tree with just two links and you're changing those links all the time, yeah. Helen, at least then it's just, just think about how we behave. If you're asking people to do the hard work to find the information, the chances are they're not going to find it or, yeah. you're mass- or you're massively reducing the likelihood of people ending up in the one place at the moment that you want them to go to. If you've got a course for sale, that's the link. If you've got a podcast episode, that's the link. If you've got two of those things going on at one time, then maybe you can have the two links. But most of the time, the most efficient way to get people through to complete the journey is to take them straight there. So really, you you need to think about Instagram being very targeted on one topic at a time with one goal at a time, as opposed to a you know, you're just going to use it to promote the podcast, to promote your course, to promote the book, yeah. to promote the people aren't looking, moment. Helen. People aren't looking unless you're telling them about it. They're not got they've not gone on with the greatest respect onto any of our Instagram and gone. Oh, this is interesting. I wonder whether Helen Perry does a podcast. I'm going to have a really good look around her website and see if she does one on one time. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't yeah. happen. People go on to the next thing, on to the next person. They're on a scroll. They've got the telly on in the background. They've got the kids in the background. You know, it's just, this is life. If Mm. you want to get people somewhere, you've got to work hard to get them there. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, so some great tips there. And I've certainly (laughs) got to look at a few things on my Instagram account now, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So um, where can someone find you if they want to (laughs) check out what you do? Obviously, Instagram is going to be a big one. Yeah, yeah. I am on Instagram every day, really, in one shape or another. I'm always behind the scenes checking my messages. So if people wanted to come and find me, they can do so there. It's at Helen. No, it's it's not a very snappy Instagram title. If you look (laughs) up Helen Perry, you'll find me. But it's at underscore Helen underscore Perry underscore. Um, And then if you Google Helen Perry, you would get through to my website pretty quickly. And that's where you could listen to my podcast or sign up for my emails, which are very useful. Uh, And that's how people can, you know, get on board with my courses and that kind of thing. And actually, your podcast has got a brilliant title. It's just bloody post it, isn't it? (laughs) That's my motto. Just bloody post it. That's how we started the conversation, isn't it? You know, it's just if you wait, if you wait until this is ready, until that is ready, until your website's done, until you've got your new logo, until you're absolutely sure that the wording's right, until you have had professional photos taken. If you're putting all this stuff off, you are missing an opportunity to talk to your people, learn more about what they want understand how you can best serve them and make more money brilliant brilliant well that's a great note to finish on so (laughs) thanks ever so much for your time i'll put links to all of your uh, website and everything else in the show notes thank Thank you you. oh thank you for having me isn't helen's knowledge of instagram amazing i hope you feel as inspired as i do to actually take another look at what you're doing on Instagram or if you haven't started yet have a go I'll put a link to all of Helen's information to her Instagram account to her website in the show notes so you can go and check out what she's doing and be inspired further and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode so as always for that full blog post show notes and links go to helenharding.co.uk This is podcast 88, or if you're listening in an app, just scroll down beneath the artwork and the links will be there. 
And if you did enjoy this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a quick review because it's really going to help the show to get found. So until next time, take care and I'll speak with you soon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, come and join me in our Facebook group, Holistic Business Matters, and join our community of like-minded practitioners, coaches, and therapists, and be inspired and supported to create your business in your way.